Oh, wowie, wow, wow. Oh, it's so great having a wobbly H over here with Natalie Wood and William Shatner. Oh, God, it's so good. I feel like I can't hold out much longer. Oh, can't understand why you're doing this, Chris. I'm not gay. Neither am I, but doesn't it feel good? Oh, gonna, gonna, gonna blow one. Wowie, wow. Oh. Hope you weren't recording this. Don't want to end up on sick and wrong. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. It's cracking there, Wacker. Uh, uh, nothing at all. There's an earthquake in, in Nepal. Yeah, I saw that. Has anybody, uh, tower. Has anybody checked on Bob Seeger? <laughs> I'm worried about our Nepalese listeners. Katmandu, we're going to Katmandu. I'm hungover, Wackerly. I went to uh, see Faith No More last night with uh, P-Town. Remember that band? I understand everybody's obsession with No More. They're a good band. You, aren't you they just like, weren't them. they just like a rap metal band from the 90s? You know, interestingly enough... Uh, people, people like will bring up like who's to blame for that awful rap metal like Limp Biscuit, all that that genre that uh, that no was more. created in the late nineties. It was Faith No More. Faith No More was the first band to really do that. And uh, I mean, it, it's different than what Limp Biscuit mutated into or evolved into. True, but he invented it. That guy. What other bands is he in that everybody obsesses about? A lot of them. Every side project. There's just these Mike Patton fanatics, but like Mr. Right. Bungle, people freak out about. Okay, um, that's him. Phantomas, he's in. Yeah, I like Phantomas. Is it Phantomas? Phantomas. Phantomas, whatever. Phantomas. Uh, he's in a lot of different bands. Mr. Bungle, I can't think of the rest of them right now. I just like I know all a lot these of people projects. who are like, oh, I Tomahawk. Can't believe band. Faith No More's touring again. I gotta get a ticket. Well, that's the thing with Faith No More is because. They haven't toured and haven't released an album in like 20 years. So it's kind of a big deal. Okay. Did they play a long show? Yeah, two encores. You're satisfied? But I hadn't seen them since like, I think the mid-90s when I saw them with a, when I opened up for Metallica. Now, did they put the giant eagle on the piano when they came out for their encore or did they not do that anymore? There was no giant eagle, but they were wearing, they did close the show with a Tony Bennett cover. Have you ever seen Leonard Skinner? I've never seen Skinner. They no. do that? They always do every He's show. The big eagle. They don't play Freebird. Of course they're going to fucking play Freebird. <laughs> but they don't play Freebird till the quote-unquote encore, and they actually bring a giant golden eagle, and it goes on top of the grand piano. Then they play Freebird. I'm, you know, I'm surprised. That's the one thing about Faith No More I was kind of surprised about is I thought at the very end they'd play, like, you know that song Epic? That was their big hit. 
That's the rap metal one? Yeah, I figured they were going to save that. Yeah. And that's the thing. They it's, must be they're, embarrassed about they're it. They're not just only rap metal. I mean, that band's, the, 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 they, you know, their their music isn't, I don't think it'd be pigeonholed just as rap metal because it's right. I'm so saying buried. That to, I'm saying that to get a rise out of people. But I figured they would save it for the very end. They played that song in the beginning. Hmm. I'm surprised they played it at all. Well, they kind of have to, but the but they kind of played like a weird version of it. It wasn't just the album version. They definitely played just. I find that song completely irritating. I would think that everybody else does. I think it's the worst Faith No More song, personally. I would say it's one of the worst songs. Well, I didn't like it, but you know what was interesting about that song is that song created this decades-long rivalry with the uh, Chili Peppers. They hate each other. That song created it? That also? song. Because uh, Anthony Kiedis, they're, I guess it was going on tour. Faith No More was an up-and-coming band at that point, whereas the Chili Peppers had probably released like three or four albums. But um, what, was the, uh, what was their big album that came out in 93 with um, Give It Away? Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out. Red okay. Hot Chili Peppers are huge. And I guess they're going to have Faith No More open for some of their tour. And Anthony Kiedis saw a video of that song and was like, this guy's just biting our style. <laughs> I fucking hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers so much. Oh, then he, then they just, there was this huge rivalry that developed. Yeah. However, Mike Patton just never really acknowledged it until like, uh, I think it was like the early 2000s. Bungle came out with California. Chili Peppers are coming out with Californication. Hmm. And they, they came out first. They came out with the album California first. And uh, uh, Anthony Kiedis was on a tour, like a big massive tour that they were headlining. Bungle was supposed to be on the bill. They said they would not play. They would cancel the shows if Mr. Bungle even played. It was just one of the 20 bands that played. They would cancel it. So Mr. Bungle lost, you know, lost a lot of money out of this. So then after that, Mike Patton's like, all right. So they went, when they would perform, they would dress up as a chili peppers and pretend to shoot like big heroin injection, like needles in their arm and like <laughs> just do uh, horrible versions of uh, Under the Bridge and just mock them openly. So now there's just this rivalry. So I was hoping he was going to get into it at the show, but... Uh, he didn't bring it up. I think I saw so. Mike Patton talking shit about like Wolf Mother or something too. That they were just sort of recycled. Uh, 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 what's that band? Black Sabbath, you know? Oh, uh, no, Wolf Mother. I mean, the, the, those bands all kind of. They, they, I think it's kind of like they. I think it's more of an homage. I, I'm not a big fan of that band either. But I think <laughs> hey, they, it wasn't me. Tribute. It was Mike Patton talking shit about them. The thing is with Mike Patton, the guy, I mean, people just are like, he's a musical genius. Pat, P-Town's one of those people. P-Town right. loves, uh, loves Faith No More. And so I was excited about it. I went to see it. However, P-Town, when you go see a show with P-Town, it's, you know, it's fucking, well, it's Friday, so it's not that big of a deal as last night, but you know, you're not just going to drink one or two beers. Like P-Town drinks, like, we're getting large beers. They're 14 a bucks a piece. Man. Yeah, P-Town knocks back, like, he'll knock back five of those. I like to ride on P-Town's shoulders when I go to see a band because <laughs> he's so tall. Yeah, that's another thing, too. Like, P-Town's one of those guys that's conscientious about his height. So, you know, he's not going to be, like, all the way up in front blocking all the, sh the pygmies that are behind him. Right. So he's like, let's just stand back here. But that's fine for him because he's, you know, giraffe-necked. Whereas, like, me, I'm just sitting there like, uh, dude, I just see this guy's, like, fucking back behind yeah, me here. That's why you have to climb up on him like Yoda. Like a uh, tree beard. <laughs> yeah, like Let me ride right, through the crowd. P-Town. <laughs> but anyway, so we're watching this show. P-Town's getting drunk. I'm getting drunk. And instead of discussing like, oh my God, this, you know, this, that, that version of Epic was, was so epic or, mm. or uh, Faith and War sounds great. You know what P-Town's bitching about? No. 
the water crisis. Oh, the water <laughs> crisis. He would not stop. P-Town is very concerned about water. Oh, but if you want to get P-Town, just if you want to work that guy, if you want to wind P-Town up, just be like, I think the water crisis is exaggerated. You know, I water my lawn three times a night. Get your slip and slide out. Come on, kids. It's fun. Spray water all over the place and you just slide down it. I'm thinking of getting a hot tub and, uh, you know, in a separate pool. I like to change the water um, every day, though. It gets kind of gross. And a koi pond. (laughs) Koi pond. No, P-Town would freak out. You know, P-Town, like he, when he moved into his house, he had like a, like a grass lawn. He uprooted the grass, replaced it with uh, like desert shrubbery, like succulents. <laughs> shrubbery. <laughs> no, he we replaced it with succulents. Shrubbery. Fuck. <laughs> he got really upset about it. He was just like, you know, I couldn't believe the uh, the former homeowners had a lawn. And I was just like, Jesus, Pat. Like, is it that big of a deal? He's like, you don't understand because you're not a homeowner. <laughs> So I've, I was just thinking, I don't hear Wackerly bitching about this. Well, I will say I've never, ever watered my my plants that are on my house. <laughs> so is it just all once. dead? No, it gets, uh, it's very weedy. And uh, once in a while it rains and it'll get green. And then when it's too dry, it gets brown. It's so, kind of like a uh, scratch and sniff. I don't know why it's like a scratch and sniff. It's uh, something that changes colors. <laughs> a mood ring. That's what I'm trying to think of. It's like a mood ring. My my lawn has a mood, and sometimes it's dry, and sometimes it's wet. Well, P-Town is kind of like this doomsayer. Like, the way he talks about it is like, you know, he's like, D, we only have eight more months left of water. That's it. There will be no more water in the state. And he makes it sound like, okay, so it's going to be like a Mad Max apocalyptic nightmare. We're all going to be driving around in buggies. not going to be buggies. water world, I tell you that. <laughs> I mean, what what's going to, is it? I mean, is that exaggerated? Is this just like a liberal media hype? Like, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. I don't know, but I I would wager $100 with somebody that in eight months, when I turn on my faucet, water comes out. (laughs) It's not just going to be like a puff of air. But But maybe everybody would be like, we told you so! And it will be a puff of air. And I'll say, oh, I'm super thirsty now, but here's $100 because you won. I don't think Pat would put his money where his mouth is on this. Here's the thing. They, they could make the water last by doing one thing. It, there's, a, there's a lot of things they try to do, right? They try to, uh, like, you know, they want to restrict people from washing their cars or watering their lawns. And I, I don't know, what do they give you, a slap on the face? No, if you, I mean, if you're watering your lawn, I thought your neighbors could turn you in if you water, if you wash your car without like a, what was that like a water stopping nozzle on the hose? Yeah. I mean, my car is also filthy. <laughs> so that's another thing. I, I never wash my car, but what, so your neighbors turn you in, you, they're not going to throw you in jail. Do they like fine you $500 or what is it? I think you get a fine, but it, oh. it kind of reminds me of like back in like Nazi Germany or the commun- or communist Russia. Right. You know, if you had a Jewish neighbor that was practicing Judaism, it's like you turn them into the KGB. Yeah. Is that how it is now? Like, I guess <laughs> <laughs> they should give you a finder's fee. You know, like the person has to pay 500 bucks, but you, like you get $100. I would just go walk around the neighborhood every day. Do you see neighbors violating photos. the water laws? Like, Sure. My like, old neighbor, he doesn't live there anymore, but, uh, you know, he used to have fucking five cars and he just, he washed them every week, you know? So it's basically just a constant car wash next door. And, uh, but I don't understand. They, they, they make these fucking things like, I mean, I don't care about it as much as Pat, but they make these proclamations like, you can only water your lawn three times a week. 
How about just like, no, you're not allowed to water your lawn at fucking all. But it's gonna die. We don't care. I don't give a shit if your lawn dies. Welcome to California. Or why it's not fucking dry here? Why not we raise the rates if you're gonna water your lawn? That's that's see, that's my idea. You you could you could not do any any of these like proclamations and rules, new rules about washing your car or having a slip and slide or I don't know, whatever, having a fucking, you know, making lemonade in your front yard. Just make, just raise the price of water till people stop using so much of it. I, my, I looked at my water bill. I pay point, not four cents, point four cents, not even a half of a penny for a f- gallon of water. Like that's too ch- fucking cheap. Yeah, you know, you make it a dollar, make it a dollar per gallon, and people will stop using so much. Well, because they think they say like uh, it it, it uh, takes a gallon of water to produce one almond. And so how much you, know, do you think, you those think they would make spending? you so thirsty when you think about it that way? But <laughs> maybe get the unsalted kind. So just to put this into scope, the uh, water shortage, the drought here, it's been like, what, a four-year drought, I think? Four years? That's what they're saying, four yeah. years. Yeah. It's unprecedented. We've never had this in the history of California. It's like at the worst no, level it's, it has been. It's, I think it happened in the 70s also. And then no, they but say, not at this level. Then they look at the tree rings. Speaking of cutting Pat's leg open, counting, uh, because he's tree beard. Um, they say like, like, like 2000 years ago, there was like a 30 year drought or something. So maybe we could be in in another 30 in the middle year of a 30 year drought. Yeah. They say it's a historic drought and, uh, governor Jerry Brown has taken some rather direct actions to try to, uh, to solve this water crisis. But you, you talk to people like this, especially liberals and uh, P-Town's a liberal for sure. I mean, you talk to him and he starts going off on, it's the fracking, it's the fracking that's using all the water. The almond farmers, the cattle they industry. Fracking. I like the people who say that fracking is going to like cause all these earthquakes. <laughs> you ever heard that one? Well, you don't know. I mean, it's... Nope, nobody knows. They haven't been fracking for uh, hundreds <laughs> of years. I mean, know, this is a relatively new, new industry, so you don't really know. But it does use a lot of water. It uses a lot of water, but, but here's the problem is people don't understand what a lot of water is. I, I think I read that fracking uses 70 million gallons a year in California, which that sounds like a fucking lot. 70 million, right? Yeah. But how much does the almond in it? Like the almond almonds farmer. use 1.1 trillion. Okay. A so. trillion is a million million. <laughs> so, so comparatively fracking, like, it really I, does I did the very calculation, It's 50,000 times the amount of water that's used in fracking is used for not all farming, just almonds. So if you really care about water, like just shut the fuck up about fracking. Stop and being go after almonds. the almond farmers. Because every time you complain about fracking, an almond farmer like wipes the sweat off his brow and it's like, whew, I'm glad they're going after the fracking because I'm fucking just chugging it down over here. But what about uh, the cattle industry, the beef industry? Like say, say, I mean, they say that agriculture, which includes almonds and uh, you know everything else, farm, cattle, alfalfa, cotton. So they feed the cattle. Grapes, alfalfa. strawberries, artichokes, all the other fucking shit they grow in California. It's like 80% of the water use in the state. So yeah, so I mean, so that's why I wonder. Like, just, let's just raise the rates. On Everybody the should pay the same price because that's the other thing. Is those those farmers that are like, ah, oh, my family has been farming for 120 years in California, and we've always had the rights to this river flow. Like, no, that shit's over. This isn't fucking Game of Thrones. This isn't like hereditary inheritance of anything here. Like, everybody's gonna pay the same price. It's gonna be a dollar a gallon. Raise and, the rates uh, on if you can't make money fucking raising f- 
beef cows with paying a dollar for a uh, gallon per water. That's too bad. Go move, somewhere else. Yeah, Goodbye. move it out of the state. Move to Texas. Yeah. Get along, yeah. little doggies. Fucking put them on the cow path. And move to Colorado. fucking ride them over to Colorado or up to Washington. We don't give a shit. It's not our job to make your business profitable. But you can't do that because the state has already like pledged a certain amount of money and aid to help the farming industry. It's industry that supports the state. No California politician. Other states aren't like our this, economy, by the way. No, other states aren't like this. Other states' politicians will like take steps if they think it's in the best interest of the state, but screws some people. California politicians will never take any step that screws anybody because they're afraid that like, uh, I don't, I mean, part of it's votes, but I also think part of it's just like politicians are so, their egos are so fragile in California that they don't want anybody to dislike them. Well, I think they don't want to disenfranchise their constituency, you know? I mean, you get If it's for the good of, uh, you know, everybody else on balance, just fucking do it. That's why whenever there's a hard decision, they put it on the ballot where people just vote for it directly. But the problem is that people on average are fucking dumb as shit. Well, what, what launched Pat into his most recent tirade last night was that uh, was, uh, he noticed all these people drinking bottled water. And I guess this is a, an article came out about these unconscionable, you know, water like uh, companies that are bottling water, like uh, Nestle. Yeah. Like Nestle has a like a twenty seven like a twenty seven year old permit to uh, Lake in California that they've just been draining to make uh, Crystal Geyser water, Crystal Geyser. Um, but yeah, yeah. They, they've been making Crystal Geyser water, and so they've been yep. bottling this water, selling it for a profit. And it's like, why aren't they being taxed heavier for this? Right. Why aren't we levying a water tax on like a company that's profiting off of water? I don't know. It's depleting it. But uh, Pat, yeah, Pat freaked <laughs> out about it. He's like, you know, let's look at them, those guys. And I was thinking, it's like, Pat, how much water is in that beer that you've been drinking? Like, how, how come they're not finding Coors yeah. or Bud Light? And plus, I mean, people are drinking it. That's what the water. That's what we want the water for, right? To hydrate ourselves primarily. But, uh, but I think it's the selling it at a profit. At a profit, know? and then I hear also that they export it out of the state. Okay, so they're draining our water supply yeah. and then exporting it to yeah. Uh, raise the price of water for everybody, and Nestle won't be able to make money bottling it and exporting it anymore, and they'll go elsewhere. Yeah, but but that's the whole thing. It's like it gets back to I'm like, has, how has the water crisis affected you as a homeowner? I mean, I. <laughs> Not like, at all. But I mean, are you being tagged? Like, are you are you, are you being charged a penalty for using more water than you did last year? I only get a water bill every three months, and I haven't had one since uh, Governor Edmund Jerry Brown has made these proclamations about penalties. So I don't know. But like I said, it's fucking cheap. 0.4 cents per gallon, and all I've read is that they might like imp- impose a twenty percent penalty. But I think that's only like part of your bill. Is just a service charge. It doesn't matter how much you you spend. So I think I th- I'm guessing it'll Is raise like my bill like five bucks. bucks. Oh, five, five bucks. bucks. Yeah. So I mean, are you opposed to to paying more? No, I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna stop flushing turds down the toilet or like not shower every day. They. I mean, obviously, I don't think they're trying to restrict the amount of times you flush the toilet, are they? Yeah, of course. God, you haven't you ever heard if it's mellow? <laughs> If it's yellow, let it mellow. 
You know what I do? I'm, I've been doing this since I've been a kid. I turn the water faucet on, that camouflage the fart noises while I take a shit. Yeah, that's... Uh, do I'm I have telling, to stop I'm doing that? I'm telling P-Town on you. Do <laughs> do I, do, don't, dude, don't tell P-Town. <laughs> he finds P-Town. that out we're not going to be friends anymore. First of all, I'm telling P-Town that you're <laughs> farting in the bathroom. And uh, <laughs> then I'm telling him that you're running the water to camouflage. You should put a fan in there, a big box fan. I, I guess I could, or I could make sound effects, you know, like, yeah. you know, I could sing you've or heard something. Of, you've heard of singing in the shower? Yeah, singing on the singing shitter. Singing on the shitter, I could, I could do that. Yeah, don't, don't tell P-Town about that. I wonder if he, do you think P-Town monitors his wife's toilet uh, usage? From before the water crisis? <laughs> no, to yeah. now. Like, do oh, you think they, he makes special. her shower with him? Right. That, that's shower the, uh, together. Yeah, shower together is a good one. <laughs> it's like taking half the amount of showers except it's not really because your girlfriend or wife always hogs the spray yeah but they but you know what though they clog the drain so couldn't you just use some of that that pooling water as a bath could, as a bath so they could, you don't have <laughs> yeah. to use as much water from the shower shouldn't be taking baths though that uses a lot, much more water than a shower so i wonder what's going to happen do you think in a in a, like a don't year? be jacking off in there either. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think in a year, though, your neighbors could turn you in for taking a bath? <laughs> like they're peeking in the window? Well, I'm going to turn them in for being a peeping dom at that point. Yeah, I wonder if my neighbor is going to be like, well, okay, he's running the water to camouflage the fart noises while he shits. Yeah. And but then the water Gestapo water is going to be at your door. The water police. Who, which yeah. I bet you P-Town's going to be a volunteer water police sergeant. Do you think he's going to get a uniform and everything? Do they have one in his size? I think he's just going to look like Aquaman. Hello. <laughs> Hi. I'm Poseidon's son. I can talk to fish. <laughs> so this whole thing with this water crisis has produced brainstorming sessions across the uh, across country with a, with a variety of different type of people. Celebrities, uh, the tech gurus, politicians, right. business leaders. They, they think that El Nino might save us, but if that doesn't happen, then we need some we need some ideas, people. There, and there has been like a uh, plethora of ideas here. So there's uh, statewide water restrictions aimed at reducing water usage 25%. Um, you'll see uh, lawns replaced with drought-resistant plants, much like P-Town did that. Restaurants offering drinking water only on demand. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that happen. That's, you know, I've noticed that too. Like you'll sit down and they don't tell you that. They, they're just like, you'll sit down and you just will not have any water. Like, okay, uh, what's going on here? Do you get worked up about it? Well, no, I'll just be like... It's uh, one of my favorite Yelp Can I order Yelp water? Review. They should make people pay for water. But tap water? Yep. <sighs> no, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. You're at a restaurant. The restaurant can afford... The restaurant can maybe be charged extra water tax. But it's <laughs> like they're, they're making a profit anyway. They're already paying all the Mexicans that work in the kitchen under the table. Like, what else? where else are they going to save money? What about golf courses? What about I don't the, play uh, golf, so I, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, you can golf on brown grass. Who gives a shit? I played a game called Putt Putt before. AstroTurf. They, they say that lawns use more water than pools per square foot. I could see that. It's crazy, so, you huh? know, maybe you shouldn't have a lawn here. AstroTurf. No. Yeah. Lawns are, lawns are just really, you know, Midwestern fucking bourgeois bullshit. Well, I think in the Midwest, I think it's you can afford to have a lawn. It rains right, enough. There. Just think of all the dads that just spend like inordinate amounts of time on that dumb lawn. Who, well, who started that? Who gives a shit about this weird green short fucking plant? 
It's because they're displacing the sexual energy from not fucking their fat, ugly wives. I know. <laughs> they should go back and fat, fuck their fat wife. You know, I think it's, I you think that's part Give up on that dumb fucking lawn. And then like, you know, the guy behind, I don't know. See, now I'm ranting. <laughs> fucking could, leaf blowers. Don't get me started. I figured you'd aspire to be one of those old guys just sits no. on your, uh, sits on your porch. Get, get off my grass. It's like I'm taking a nap the other day and like, uh, like an old man. But the fucking guy behind me is running his leaf blower for like an hour and a half. And his yard is like 100 square feet. Like, what the fuck? Are you just blowing the dust from one end to the other? See, the only Mexicans who use leaf blowers here. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a white guy with a leaf blower. If it was a Mexican, he'd be in and out onto the next customer, right? This is like an Asian guy who is just has OCD about like one leaf on his yard. And he's just blowing it all over the place for an hour and a half. <laughs> But that has nothing to do with the water crisis. So, I'm so sorry. wackily, water savings, water savings alone won't solve a problem. Won't, won't solve the problem of this size. That's the thing. I mean, it's, okay. it's an epic proportion. This is a historical drought. We haven't been in this situation. Aquaman is not going to save yeah, us. We haven't been in this situation for many years. So now the, the uh, talk has turned to diversifying the state's water resources. So there's been a lot of these ideas that have come up. One of them in particular... Was uh, was uh, created by uh, none other than William Shatner, Captain Kirk. He has well, he's this a idea. Smart guy. He flies a spaceship all around. He so flies a spaceship. Take care he of the water the galaxy. The spaceship. Make sure all the toilets are working in the Enterprise. William Shatner feels we could solve this water crisis with a thirty billion dollar water pipeline, and he's crowdfunding it right now. It's a Kickstarter. <laughs> Shatner's water pipeline. <laughs> Can we name it after him? The James T. Kirk water pipeline? <laughs> we should, actually. I guess he sat down with uh, a Yahoo um, tech and said it was time for a $30 billion grassroots movement to, to uh, backstop the state's water reserves in case our four-year drought drags on. So he wants to pipe in water from the Pacific Northwest, where they have a surplus because of all the rain. How do they feel about that? Well, people say, like, you know, it doesn't rain anymore in Seattle than it does in Like, New York, it rains more than it does in Seattle. Like you hmm. think it rains more because of the uh, the gray skies, but we need our water here. But uh, you know, Shatner's like, yeah, but the needs of the needs of the many outweigh the needs of a few. <laughs> so we're basically spot. just going to drink their milkshake, is what he's saying, more or less. I, I mean, drink yeah. your milkshake. I slurp it up. <laughs> how many people do we have in this state versus how many people they have in Seattle or in Washington? <sighs> yeah, thirty. More. We got like what thirty million people. How many electoral right. votes do we get? Six. A lot. Yeah. So uh, does Washington really need that water? I don't think so. I think we need that water. <laughs> I think there should be water games instead of hunger games. Um, he wants to build a pipeline like the Alaska pipeline from Seattle or a place where there's lots of water, too much water, and you just get this pipeline, you keep it above ground and just ship the water all the way to California. I'm for it. Well, you're for it, but Nancy Vogel, a spokesperson for the California Department of Water Resources, said Shatner's plan, nor anything like it, is not is not being considered at all. Why not? You know why? Because water's too cheap. If water was more expensive, then that $30 billion wouldn't seem uh, like all that great out of an investment. Well, I think it's the interstate shipping in. I don't, I don't think you should be taking water from another state, maybe. <laughs> That's what they... Well, you fuckers in Los Angeles are taking all our water from up north, and just because we're the same fake state lines that makes it okay well that's what she says that we're moving ahead with a 25 billion dollar bay delta conservation plan that includes the construction of two tunnels that pump water from northern california down here south (laughs) 
you fuckers. Seth, think how many more people we have in the South. Fuck you. Needs of the many outweigh the needs of a few, Wackerly. You should be a little more. I'm going to send P down over to your house. I think you should be less of a water Jew. <laughs> you know? A water Jew. <laughs> Hoarding your water up there. Share My a little bit of water. it. precious <laughs> water. My precious. So there's that idea. I don't know if that's going to go through. Although uh, I'd almost contribute. I wouldn't mind seeing a James T. Kirk water pipeline. Uh, but there's a second idea here. It's from a UC Berkeley professor. Recycle sewage water into drinking water. I would do that. Isn't people get Bill all worked. Gates? Old people always get all worked. Yeah, Bill Gates was doing it too, right? Yeah, I thought that was his plan, like going Old into Africa. Old people get all worked up about it. I'm not drinking poop water from the toilet. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> if I can't taste it and it's clear, that's all I give a shit about. It's like, uh, it, you know, it's like it's like space in a spaceship. That's what you'd have to do. Yeah, I came from recycle Kirk. drinking water. And they say that they already do it in Southern Cal. Right. Uh, in Southern California, you take wastewater, you put it through a normal sewage treatment plant, then you put it through a second treatment plant that is reverse osmosis. Then you put some Kool-Aid in there, you'll never taste the <laughs> You'll never taste the feces. <laughs> it's not that bad. It goes right back in the water supply. I, mean, well, I don't like this newfangled technology. Apparently, I had been reading about uh, this this next idea, desalination plants. I don't know when I was reading about it, but uh, I was reading about it some some sometime this past week. And I guess on Wednesday, I'd passed out. My girlfriend was like up on her computer or something while I was sleeping. And she said, I got up just like I sat up still sleeping. I looked at her. I was like, why don't we have more desalination plants? And she just was like, what? And I just went back to bed. Jesus. She's like, your dreams like suck. Shit. <laughs> She's like, your dreams suck. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what The problem with that is that I think people don't consider is like, then what do you do with all the salt? Sea salt. What do yuppies love the most? What, what do all the... <laughs> you like, but it, but that's a lot of salt. I want my sea salt. Do I you like, like open up a pretzel salt. factory next door or something? I don't know. You give it all to... Uh, I love pretzels. Yeah, but think about how many yuppies are like, I don't want just that Borton salt, that regular salt. <laughs> the iodized the salt. The iodized salt. I want sea no salt. No iodine in my salt, goddammit. it. sea salt crystals. That's what they sell yeah. at Trader Joe's. I don't even think they sell normal salt. Some of those yuppies, they eat so much sea salt that um, they get iodine deficient. <laughs> I think there's even a warning. I think there's a warning on the sea salt box. Go go check it out. Go in your cupboard and grab it and read it. It says something like, "Warning: This salt does not provide the uh, your daily allowance of iodine, so you have to take vitamins in addition." Yeah, what do you get? Rickets or something? What, what do something you get? Something like that. Something yeah, like that. it's not good. So desalination technology that converts seawater into drinking water is standard in like the Middle East. They've been doing it for years. Yeah, but they just throw all that salt in the desert. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Sand, salt, what? No things growing out there, anyways. But in California, we have lots of, you know, like vegetation and plant life. You can't just fucking throw a bunch of salt over there. It'll, it'll all die. Grand Canyon. The Grand, fill it up with salt? <laughs> just ship it out to the Grand Canyon. That's a big salt okay. flat. All right. Um, I guess it's expensive and requires a lot of energy to run these desalination plants. So I, I don't know if they would actually do it here. Right. Then, we, then we're back to the energy crisis. Remember that from 2001? Yeah. So who knows? Brownouts. We're going to be fucking oh, smelly from not taking showers. All the toilets are going to have fucking be full of piss and turds. Uh, we're going to be super thirsty and it's going to be brownouts. It's going to suck. What's the, what's the difference between a brownout and a blackout? I don't remember. <laughs> I think brownout, brownouts are like, they, they're like, well, you can have like one light bulb on, but that's it. 
It's not completely black. Oh, okay. But uh, like- maybe this will make some people move away from the state. I mean, everybody's complaining that, you know, rents and property prices are going, you know, they're through the roof. And uh, the schools are overloaded with children. And the traffic is terrible everywhere. There's so many cars on the road. So maybe some people will move away. I like this idea. Drought-fighting drone to seed the rain clouds. Have you ever heard <laughs> That's of That's like some chemtrail bullshit. California communities suffering from extreme drought could get help from an unlikely source. Unmanned aerial vehicles, drones, that are just injecting silver iodide particles into uh, passing storm clouds. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like unattended consequences are on the way from something like that. But Do, do you think that's about it? You know, you might as well just get Adam Sandler to go recruit some Native Americans and uh, start making like a rain god. <laughs> rain god songs. <laughs> do you hear about that? Adam Sandler's movie and the Native Americans just walked yeah. off set. Yeah. I mean, if you read that, if you read some of the jokes, it was like, well, I guess kind of the jokes that we tell on this show. But, uh, <laughs> it seems, it's just a, it's a very lame publicity stunt on the part of those actors, in my opinion. Well, it's just such a lame. They, movie they idea. couldn't read this. They couldn't read the script before they signed up. Or did Adam Sandler insert all these jokes after they'd already been hired? No, Come they. On. If you, I don't know. I read an, an interview where they were saying that like they were told that it's a comedy, but they weren't actually given the actual script till the day of the filming of the scene. They're only in a few scenes, but yeah, they're just like oh, this is so offensive. It's like, come on, is it any more offensive than like Blazing Saddles? <laughs> you know? Anyway, um, so there's the drone, the drought fighting drones. I don't know if people, but do, do they, don't like uh, farms have planes that seed clouds? <laughs> I think those are pesticides. You mean a crop oh, okay. duster? No, piloted planes have been used to seed clouds for more than 60 years. Hmm. Producing- Does it work or is it just like water divining? For every 25 to 45 hours in flight, they produce an additional 1 billion gallons of water. Hmm. But you have to stay above the clouds for safety reasons. So All I right. don't know. We'll get some fucking air jockeys up there. Yeah, I think that could work. Um, here's what you're doing right now. The ugliest lawn contest. That's what San Francisco is doing. Yeah. They're hosting the ugliest lawn contest to draw attention to the drought. So if you're not watering your lawn... Um, you uh, can just submit photos of the ugliest lawn and they'll give you a drought-friendly makeover. Maybe you should do that, Wackerly. <laughs> what does your lawn want, look like? I don't want to do anything. It's what does not it look watered. like? It's just kind of like, you know, there's like some dandelions and different sorts of weedy grass. Do you have grass? Other weeds. There's some grass mixed in, I think. I don't know. What am I, some sort of a grass expert? I'm just wondering, like, if you have a lawn. I mean, you're going off on people watering their lawns. I'm like, okay, well, what does your lawn look like? It looks like a lawn that hasn't been watered. (laughs) (laughs) I mow it every once in a while. I think of all these ideas, I like Shatner's the best. I'm supporting the water, the, the James T. Kirk water pipeline. I'm into it. I think this works. Let's take, let's take the water... From areas like, uh, from Seattle. You know, we don't, we're taking Northern California's water, but why? We're all Californians. What about just Let's go take past it from Seattle the Washingtonians. And, and get it from Canada? <laughs> Actually, now that's a good idea. I mean, we can pay them for it. We don't have to just steal it outright. Uh, well, actually, we're Americans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they're Americans too. Ba- yeah, exactly. They're Americans too. They're just North America up there. North, North, North America. I think they, they owe us this water. Mm-hmm. For all the entertainment we give them, 
Yeah, I assume we take it from Canada. Drain the, what's the, where's the Puget Sound? Is that Washington? <laughs> That's Washington, yes. Okay, I was thinking we should drain that, but no, let's just go further up to Vancouver. Drain the water supply up there. Just pipe that water down with the James T. Kirk I mean, water yeah. pipeline. Think of all the Star Trek we've provided them over the years. I read, uh, I forget who, who proposed this idea, but it was like a water cannon to shoot the water up into different pools and then we just well, like eventually come down to uh like different you shoot the water from water cannons into different reservoirs and eventually come down to southern california <laughs> where do you get the water to shoot from like up uh up north oh like and you just shoot it out of water cannon so it just goes wow. up in the sky yeah. falls into uh, another reservoir a lot of that pools. might evaporate i would think it could the higher altitudes but i like I these like, unorthodox like the ideas it's crazy it's crazy, Mr. Simon. So crazy it might work. <laughs> it's just funny to me that I'm just like, uh, P-Town, I just want to watch the show, okay? I, I want to hear uh, Mike Penn. I haven't seen <laughs> I Faith No More in fucking two decades. I'm sure Shut all the, the ladies fuck standing up about around you guys crisis. were very impressed with your <laughs> fucking water erudition. <laughs> he, he gets worked up about it. I almost think we should like prank call him from the show and say we're from like Los Angeles Department of Water Conservation. <laughs> And that he's not using, you know, he's been watering his lawn too much. We've noticed there seems to be a leak in your water piping somewhere. And then he's like all week long looking for it. Oh my God. P-Town would freak out. <laughs> we just noticed a, uh, an egregious amount of water usage coming from your property. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do this next show. Anyway, I wonder what other, I would like to know what other, uh, what other states feel about the California's water crisis. Do you think they're like, ah, oh, they deserve it? Land of I fruits hope they don't stop there. making that sweet, sweet beer, though. That That's where it directly affects me. I mean, I live in an apartment. I don't pay a water bill, but if you take my beer away, that's when I take arms. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, people, it's episode 480 here. Sick and wrong. You know the way the show works. Send your stories. Sick and wrong podcast to hotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook or Twitter. We'll discuss them here on the show. If we give you credit for the, the story you send in, we'll send you a sick and wrong care package. We got some uh, good stories here about animal abuse this week, Waggerly. It's a theme. That's the theme. Animal abuse. A couple like good Dr. animal Do abuse Little. stories. Yeah. Dr. Doolittle would be crying if you listen to this episode. I cried a little inside as, a, as an owner of an animal. As a pet owner. Aren't you supposed to be like a pet guardian? Isn't that the proper vernacular now? A pet guardian? That just sounds like, uh, like something that like would be out of a Marvel comic. Do you He's ever say wacky things like, pets. Oh, my cat owns me. <laughs> I don't say that. I should. When you're with the the old ladies of your cat club every week. You know there is a uh, a sphinx club of uh, oh, Los Jesus Angeles. Christ. I should I should get into that. Yeah, I'd probably be the only dude. You'd probably be the only person under the age of sixty. <laughs> I need some more extracurricular activities, though. Anyway, before we get to our uh, first story, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So the first story of the week here comes in from Jordan. Jordan writes, I could see this type of domestic violence happening at D's house. 
of uh, Jordan. Uh, this type of domestic violence does not happen in my house. I uh, care about my pet. I'm a loving pet owner, unlike this guy. But if I were to scratch up your uh, record collection... I'd beat that thing's face in. It'd be Texas Stomp. Like I'd be using pro wrestling moves on that cat. Okay. And Hecubus knows this. He knows better. You know what that cat does, though, that really pisses me off? Um, so I have some expensive uh, B&W speakers. Bowers and Wilkins speakers. They're great speakers. A&W root beer? What? B&W. Um, but they have these, like, uh, it's a magnetic speaker guard. That, okay. So you can pull it and it comes off. You're going to get technical on me here. So the, it's just that like uh, cloth covering to uh, guard sure. the speaker. So that cat, if I'm ignoring him, will just kind of walk over. He doesn't like, you know, do his uh, claw sharpening on it. He just reaches up with one claw and pulls it on the ground. He, and he knows that as soon as it, it does that and it smashes on the ground, I freak out and I get up and chase after him. And I think it's like become a game for him. It's Pavlovian response. Yeah, it really pisses me off. So I've tried the whole like, I have like a water sprayer. So as soon as he goes over there, I spray him in the face of water. doesn't matter. He still does it. <laughs> so then I got this cat repellent. It's supposed to be some smell, some scent that repels mm-hmm. cats. Does not give a shit. You ever uh, scrunch up a plastic bag? What would that do? I don't know. My ex-girlfriend's cats hated it. You scrunch up a plastic bag? I, well, I guess plastic bags are banned in California now, most places, but if you have any old plastic like shopping bags, just scrunch it up. It's a, for some reason, it sounds insane to them. They don't huh. like it. I think I'm going to try, try this. Yeah. This is a good idea. Anyway, I could see becoming enraged by these animals, especially cats, because cats piss you off. Dogs don't really do it. Dogs bark. You might get angry because the dog's barks are annoying you, but dogs, for the most part, friendly animals. Mm-hmm. They want to, you know, they want your companionship. Cats, they're antagonists. You have an antagonistic relationship with that animal. You can't train it to do what you want. You know, it just, it's, it's an antagonistic animal, so I can understand why someone would get upset. However, this is a bit of an extreme case here. So a man abuses family's cat and gets caught on a nanny cam. A house, guest of a, a house guest of a Utah family was arrested Friday after he was caught on video viciously abusing the family's cat. So uh, Jordan Lindquist here, 19 years old, was staying at the home of his friend Caleb and his mother in Sarasota Springs, Utah. Uh, Lindquist had been living with the family since October. And since that time, the, uh, the mother and the son here noticed that their black cat, Shadow, had been acting distant and scared. <laughs> so I would be like, you know, this is kind of weird. I think my first thought would be like, is this dude fucking my cat? Like, right. Would you think so? Yeah. You know, I, I would be inspecting his genitals just to check, you know. The I house know. guests or the cats? Both. <laughs> I'd want to see if there are any scratch marks on his penis. Bed check. Bed check time. <laughs> if you want to stay in my house, you'll be on my D's rules. We do D's bed rules checks in this here house. every night. <laughs> Drop your drawers. Drop your drawers. Bend over. Um, that's when uh, the the uh, the family here decided to put in a nanny cam. They put a nanny cam in the kids' room. So, do you think they put a nanny cam in this room? Like, doesn't that sound like it's a bit invasive? <laughs> like, that's a little yeah. weird to me. I don't want to stay at their house. I mean, I understand, okay, they're concerned about the cat. I mean, that's close to some, like, H.H. Uh, H. Holmes shit. Yeah. Right? He's, like, watching you as you sleep. 
That's that's creepy to me. I mean, who knows Very what else creepy. they're watching? And they're watching when you jack off, you yeah. masturbate. It's weird. But what they saw in this nanny cam horrified them. You know, that's one, another thing too. It's just weird about this. So their cat's acting distant and scared. You know, there's several reasons why your animal could behaving could uh, be behaving differently than it did before. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it has a disease. Maybe you should take it to the vet. What made maybe you it's pregnant? What, yeah, or maybe it's pregnant. What made you suspect your house guest of abusing the cat? Unless he had like scratches, like visible markings on his face or something. I don't really get it. Teenage boys are notoriously cruel to animals. You said he was 19, right? Yeah, he is 19. And some guys, I think they, they are, thre- like cats are sort of, even if it's a male cat, are perceived as feminine, you know, compared to dogs. And uh, the t- same kind of dude, teenagers who are prone to like gay bashing, I think they're always the ones like, I fucking hate cats, man. Yeah, next thing it you seems know, seems like they're hiding yeah. something. Next thing you know, they're like sucking some guy's cock in a fucking restroom. But yet, but then afterwards, going and taking the aggression out on the cat. Exactly. You know, the only yeah, the only thing, the only thing that's worse than like dudes who are super into cats are dudes who are like just v- like you know vocally against uh, cats. Against cats, like <laughs> nobody gives a shit that you hate cats, dude. <laughs> but everybody knows somebody like that, right? I hate cats. Nobody fucking cares. Shut up. Give me my fucking French fries. I do find it funny. Like I, I work next to a guy. His whole cubicle is just all cats, like cat pictures. He's okay, got a cat screensaver. He's <laughs> got all this, weird. like. And uh, is it I, I asked him one Are time. Are you talking about yourself? No, I, I don't. No one knows that I have, I'm a cat owner. If you look at my <laughs> cubicle. It's like as if I just started working there. I don't decorate my cubicle. Hmm. But um. This guy next to me, so, so it's all cats. And so I asked him the other day, I was like, hey, Chris, you know, do you own a bunch of cats? Like, what do you like? He's like, I wish. <laughs> Aspiration. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, Someday. this. That's creepy, dude. <laughs> you're like a crazy cat lady, but you're not a woman. And you don't own any cats. Right. It's weird. <laughs> it's like if you had a bunch of <laughs> pictures of children around your cubicle. <laughs> No, you don't have any kids of your own. That's what I should get. I love children. <laughs> just a bunch of pictures of black children just all yeah, across my go. desk. Go racial with it. Go full racial. I really love black kids that are three years old. It's my favorite go for something, type of Go kid. for something even more boutique, you know, like... What, uh, kids, like handicapped kids? Like, no, like Burmese or something. <laughs> like just small Burmese children all over your... What are all these uh, Chinese kids? They're Burmese. I love Burmese toddlers. Those are oh, my favorite kind no, of kid. Yeah, Chinese kids are really cute. No, Burmese. <laughs> I said Burmese. You racist prick. <laughs> yeah, I think that would go over well. Um, so the uh, Sarasota Springs Police Department actually released the video. You can watch the video if you want. It's heartbreaking. Oh, they show yes. Lynn Chris throwing strangling and beating the helpless animal like beating it like punching it in the face um he threw the cat on the bed and began punching it with extreme force directly in its face and its head numerous times while holding it prostrate on the bed is this a john ashcroft situation (laughs) where he thinks that this cat is like trying to like possess his soul or something because it seems excessive. That's what I was wondering. Like, what did this cat do to piss you off? I understand. I get angry when he rips off my speaker guards and I'll, you know, clap loudly and stomp on the ground or something. You know, <laughs> I'm I going to clap loudly. At you. you know, I, I don't, I, but I don't hold the cat down and punch him in the face. No. You know, I, I couldn't imagine doing that. 
But you, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the son here who lives in the house, Caleb, the friend, says you trust somebody so much to let them into your house. And how they repay you is your cat gets beat up and tortured. Right. Didn't you have a ro- uh, roommate or something in college that stuck his finger in your cat's asshole? Okay, why'd you have to bring that up? Because <laughs> that's about the that. topic of the day. Yeah, no, that actually, you know, that guy, he wasn't my roommate, but he lived in the basement of the uh, house that we lived in. Wow. And, you, and our mutual friend was dating him mm. at the time. And uh, yeah, I, funny. we had two kittens. They were kittens, uh, Tibor mm. and Judas. Even worse. And I came back from, I think I bombed the final and I was just in a really pissed off mood. And I came back and I was sitting around and our friend and, and this guy, Bob, the guy who lived downstairs, were like cackling. I love how the names are not being changed to protect the innocent here. <laughs> I guess Bob is common though. I never liked that guy. Anyway, they're like sitting there cackling and laughing amongst themselves. And I was like, what's so funny? And uh, he's like, should I tell him? And our mutual friend was like, no, don't tell him. He's going to get mad. And finally, I was like, what? Tell me. And uh, he's like, I suck my finger in your cat's asshole. Dude, I flipped out. I was ready to fight the guy. And, you know, Tibor was just a kitten, but that's what makes a cat shitty at that young age when you abuse it or, or right. fuck with it. Yeah, you know, it then it's people. like, yeah, then it starts becoming scared. It scared, becomes scared of people. So I freaked out on the dude. Not to mention I didn't want him in the house anyway. I but, kind of uh, remember him as being a prick anyways, right? If he's the I, guy I'm uh, thinking of. He was just such a douche, that guy. The kind of guy who would stick his finger in a cat's asshole for humor. Yeah, like he thought it was just going to be funny. And so, uh, yeah, we, we almost came to fisticuffs about that. And then he like was like, calm down, dude. I'm like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I've never been so mad in my life. Like, why would you stick your finger in a cat's asshole? Why? <laughs> I just don't under- I couldn't understand it. It bothered me. Mm. I'd still be upset if someone did it to my cat now. <laughs> um, more so. A 40-year-old guy comes over and does it. They watched this nanny cam here of this, of this guy, Lindquist, abusing their pet. And Caleb called Lindquist on the phone and said, you need to stop abusing Shadow. Could you imagine how awkward that conversation must have been? <laughs> text, dude, text. <laughs> I don't like getting phone calls. <laughs> and so uh, the, guy, the guy ignored what he was saying and was just trying to have a conversation as if nothing had happened because I guess he didn't know about the nanny cam. Hmm. So he's just like, beating up your cat? What are you talking about? So did you watch those March Madness games? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> don't try to change the subject. You beat up my cat. So um, he yelled at the guy, wanted him to get out of the house. And so while he was uh, removing his stuff from the room, he saw the nanny cam. He put a t-shirt over it to cover it. Mm, Too late now. Too late. He's been arrested, charged with a felony count of animal cruelty, $5,000 bail. Um, The family's cat, Shadow, now is doing better. And the other cat, Garfield... Who was never touched actually is is doing fine. So the cats are fine. So in the end, <laughs> that's even weirder that he had a specific problem with one of the cats. I think that is the problem. Like, okay, there's a black cat named Shadow. You know, it's a Shadow, bit of a generic name. But who names their cat Garfield? Seriously, you can't think of a more original name than Garfield. <laughs> Heathcliff. Do you name your dog Snoopy? <laughs> a lot of people do. That's so gay. I mean, why did he <laughs> okay. beat up the Garfield cat? Like, for just having such a lame name. Like, Shad, leave Shadow alone. I, Shadow I, I, Stevens. I, don't know. I, I would have asked the family. I'd have been like, you know what? I'm changing the name of your cat on principle. Hmm. That's what I would have done. You can do that with cats. I like it when people get a, 
animal from the pound and they change its name. Well, who, I don't like the cat's name. <laughs> I'm going to change it something that's more fitting for me. <laughs> it's going to be Daenerys, the right. cat. Um, yeah, it used to be named like Fred. Well, who names the pounds cats? Well, sometimes they come with a name because it's like somebody is like, I'm too feeble to care for this animal. I guess. Or, or they get evicted and they have to get a new apartment that doesn't allow pets. You know, I, I feel like... Not, it's a, not as if the cat gives a shit what its name is. That, that's what I was about to say. Like a dog, dogs learn their names because dogs are intelligent animals. Well, they learn the tone of voice that you say their name in. But they, I think they respond to it. Cats don't give a shit. Cats do not care what you have to say, what you call them. So nope. like Hecubus, Hecubus is his first name. That's his primary name. Yeah. I also call him Dickie Crickets. All right. I like it. You should probably save these things for your cat club. Okay. <laughs> these little bits of information. I, I you know, I, I don't want to change how podcast material. I, I don't want to change how people th- what people think of me, but uh, <laughs> I do call him Dicky Cricket sometimes. <laughs> it's enough of that. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm embarrassed now. All right, uh, what do you have here for the second story? This is uh, from a guy. His name. He says the French are dicks. From Kyle. Oh, there's a That's big true. surprise. Yeah. Um, these are some. Fr- it's a teenage French man, Jean Michel Batrikian. He's 18. And another guy who's 24. His name is Thibaud Thibaud Jean Leon Valet. Thibaud. Thibaud. And on April 3rd, they went on vacation at Rotnest Island in Australia. <laughs> Man, Australia needs a like a tourism board to rename some of these places. Rotnest. I wonder why is that? It's an island. Is that like a vacation destination? It must be. They were on vacation there because they're from France. Yeah, I think and, they need uh, to. It's uh, right next to Bald Island. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it sounds fucking charming. Yeah, I don't know who names these islands. You know, you don't know what it was. It's because it was a prison com- colony, and so you had these prisoners that went there, and they're probably just like. Well, since it's just prisoners who live here, let's just name it something that a prisoner would name it. So they, do they have Skull Island? Is that an island? I'm sure there's probably a Skull Island somewhere. Not in you this know, article, though. Puss Island? <laughs> Sodomy Island? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, they were on vacation. Uh, these islands are one of the only places that the quokka lives. The quokka is like a marsupial. Okay, I thought it was going to be like some type of Australian man, like a gimp, like an Australian leprechaun. It's not endangered, but it's vulnerable to extinction, says uh, some animal group. You know, I'm kind of sick of all these Australian weird animals. Like, what the fuck happened down there? Like, did someone just take a piss in like the animal genetic pool or something? Because why are all these animals so deformed and weird looking? I don't know. Isn't uh... (laughs) a... Isn't uh, where did Darwin go? The Canary Islands or something, or is that something? The else? Galapagos Islands. The Galapagos, aren't yeah. they down by there? No, it's it's across the ocean from the Galapagos is near South America, so it's like oh, it's it? across the ocean. Isn't Australia near South America? South Africa? No, or Australia America? is even further further south than that. It's oh. kind of I guess it's near like uh, like Bali in Indonesia, but it's oh. like further south than that. And I don't understand why the animals are so fucked up in uh, in Australia. Like you, you, think, know who's going, you know who's going there? 
P Town. P Town's going there. <laughs> we, can get a, we can get a full report. I, I wouldn't mind knowing, but I'd like to know. Like, they have weird saltwater crocodiles, they have kangaroos. And then, not only that, who came, who came up with these names? Quaka? The kangaroo or quaka? A quaka, quaka flame. It's like, I, I don't know, it kind of pisses me off. Like platypus. <laughs> yeah, like it, you're getting worked up like P-Town is about the water. That's why uh, he's going to Australia, is to find out how they deal with the water over there. The Tasmanian Devil, what about that one? That's, That's a cool, a cool name. name, though. The Taz. Great <laughs> the tattoo. Map of Taz. Map of Tasmania. Great tattoo of the Tasmanian Devil. I mean, it's classic. It is Never a classic. goes out of style. Girls love it. <laughs> <laughs> you can even get a female Tasmanian Devil. Like lipstick and high hmm. heels and a mini skirt. And still look cool. Yeah. Yep. It's Tough. always cool. What's not cool is abusing animals. That's Remember the cool. French people who kicked the squirrel into the Grand Canyon and got caught? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They just booted the, the squirrel that was like just innocently just sitting around like milling about looking for food, right? Right. This is similar because these guys, they uh, lit a quokka on fire. Jesus. <laughs> what, what is the deal animal. with Frenchies? <laughs> I don't know. They're cocks. They're like the, the, uh, the submitter says they're dicks. You know what I, don't, it, I don't know if I buy this story, though, because it says that they used a can of deodorant and a lighter to singe the quokka. And if you've ever been around French people, <laughs> they do not wear deodorant. So Yeah, but maybe they're in Australia, and some Australian pointed out, like, you know, you smell like shit, mate. You need to get some deodorant there. <laughs> yeah, that could have been what happened. So I wonder what they call deodorant in Australia. They would have gotten away with it, too. If not for, they were showing the video of the incident around the island of Rotnest. Oh, so they're, YouTube they're material. boasting about this. Yeah, YouTube material right there. Viral. You know, those guys, those guys aren't very intelligent Frenchies. It's like you're foreign. No. You're there. How do they know? How do they not know if that's like the, you know, state animal or something? It's like the quokka. It's like one of the most revered animals, marsupials in Australia, endangered species. And here you are lighting it on fire on an island that you can't escape <laughs> are from. Are you like saying the aboriginals would like revered it as a sacred spirit animal and they would be attack them? You wouldn't know. Is that what you're trying to say? It's Australia. How would you know? When you're on the island, you can't escape it. Right. You know, you yeah. Can, when I'm over, when I'm in a different country, I try to uh, <laughs> just blend into the background as much as possible. Well, I don't go and fuck with their animals. Yeah. Like, don't fuck with anything. Well, the thing, the thing is with Frenchies, what I don't get about. Okay, so it's like you get a, an army invading your country, and you just bend over and be like, "Here, sodomize me. Take our Jews. We're fine. We're right. not going to fight you." But you're around right. like a little a, a, a helpless marsupial or a right. squirrel, and you kick it in the face. <laughs> You go into like full on commando mode. Ooh, big tough French guys. Right. I bet you they'd even run from a kangaroo. This is a close relative of the kangaroo. That would be and great wallabies. if that quokka just like ran off and then came back with like 10 huge kangaroos. Those things are tough. Or even like 30 quokkas. Could you imagine how great that would be? How many quokkas would it take to take down two French guys? I bet you 50? it takes 10. 10? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it takes like a German child could take down a French guy. Some people are pissed because they went to, uh, they got, you know, strung up in court and, but all they got was a $4,000 fine or a week in jail. It doesn't say which one they took, but the maximum punishment for harming a quokka is $50,000 and five years in jail. Wait, how I think they should have been made an example of. How come they're so lenient? I don't know. 
Judge uh, Magistrate Elizabeth Langdon. I guess uh, they won her over with their charms, their French charms. Their French to this cooking. day, you can still go around and, and, you know, if you ask women, like, which country has the sexiest men, you know, three out of ten will say France. But, you know, it. if you've listened to the podcast, you know that they're just rodent, small rodent abusing <laughs> Small assholes. rodent bashing pricks. They don't wear deodorant. <laughs> they're fucking smoke like a chimney. I wish Australia, like their judicial process is like, okay, you can either pay, um, you can either spend a week in jail or you have to go stay at Chopper's house. Because that <laughs> would have been Chopper great. Chopper died. They, they should have released Chopper here. He yeah, died? he released the Chopper. I think Chopper died. Oh, that's a bummer. I'm sure there's lots of stand-ins for Chopper in Australia. But I'm yeah, sure but I'm sure Chopper would not suffer any French idiots um, bashing his uh, marsupials. Yeah. He would have been upset about it. My favorite animal, mate. Well, I was, I'm just surprised that they're cruising around. They, I mean, you know what? This is probably, I'm just, I'm not going to justify their actions here, but I can probably tell you what happened. Okay. So they're in Australia. They're French. They're used to drinking wine, eating croissants, you know, maybe awesome. having a little bit of escargot here and there. And they get to Australia. They're on vacation. And they're just like, oh, we don't drink wine here. We drink Fosters. And so you get this massive can of Fosters and you put back like six of those. Next thing you know, you're lighting rodents on fire. With the deodorant, the one can of deodorant you brought between you. It's, I could see that happening. I mean, you, you lose control because those beers are so huge. <laughs> Mark Choppery died in October of 2013. A bummer. Of what? It's <sighs> a good know. movie. That's a damn <laughs> you fine film. You make me scroll further down the Wikipedia article. It's a damn fine movie, Chopper. Oh, he Banner. contracted hep C <laughs> and he died, died of liver cancer. Wow. Let's or see. complications related to. Huh, it's not a very heroic way to go out, but yeah. that's fine. <laughs> it's a hard knock life. It is a hard knock life. So what happened to these guys? They got a fine. That's it. Four thousand bucks. Jesus. I would assume you'd. Ta- I would pay the four thousand dollars rather than go to jail for a week. Yeah, that's Australian jail, but who knows? So I guess uh, in summation, Frenchies are dicks. Stop abusing animals. Stop right. abusing small rodents. I mean, you think the country of France would have some kind of a program, educational, you know, campaign to just tell, you know, when you're on vacation. Don't, don't be a uh, dick. Don't abuse the local fauna. Yeah, I don't get that. Hmm. Anyway, uh, people, this is episode uh, 480 here, Sick and Wrong. Send in your stories to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, we got a few phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, before we get to our first phone call, here's another word from our sponsor. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. Want to add a little spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. Uh, 
So, Wacker, we got a few phone calls to get to. Um, I forgot what the first phone call is about here. Let me see. A little intro. Uh, first phone call has to do with um, the, the beer Stella. You know, the beer Stella and how it became, uh, how it got its moniker, Wife Beater. Okay. Yeah. You a fan of the Stella? Sure. I like Stella. I think it's, you know, the type of beer. It tastes like cigarette butts to me, though. You think so? I still drink it, though. Hey, yeah, I like a hint of butt. I don't like fancy beers. I can't drink Guinness. I can't drink, you know, these different special microbrews or these ales. I think they taste like shit. Like, I only drink High Life, Miller Lite, MGD, Bud. Um, that's <laughs> the type of beer I like. But I'd say the only fancy beer I like is Stella, which is that even considered fancy? It's a little bit fancy. Have you seen the ads? They make it seem fancy. Anyway, here, here's how Stella got its name, or its moniker. Hey, fellas. So uh, I'm a couple of months behind. I just heard you guys talking about uh, uh, why Stella is called the wife beater, and I have an answer to that. Um, it dates back to a movie uh, starring Marlon Brando called The Streetcar Named Desire. And in that movie, Marlon Brando, wearing the infamous wife-beater tank top undershirt, beats his wife, whose name is Stella. And that's how Stella got to be called the wife-beater. So, there you go. Do you believe that? Sure, why not? Am I one of those assholes that doesn't believe anything? I'm not a Stella truther. But uh, I'm just thinking, well, why that movie? I, I figured it was just because white trash, like chavs, wear wife beaters. They get drunk on Stella. It has more <laughs> alcohol than a regular beer. So um, they go home and they beat their wives. Well, it works on many levels. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. You know, he wore a wife beater. And, but he didn't drink Stella in the movie. No, but his wife's name is Stella. That's true. What do you think uh, the company... Are you following the logic there? No, I understand how it works. I just think it's just a, a correlation. What if anybody... What if there's another movie where there's a woman named Stella? Hmm. I can't think of another movie named Stella where a guy beats his wife. But <laughs> if there was, well, I could see that. Let's do some research and get back to it. It just seems you. arbitrary to me. But what do you think the company thinks of this nickname, Wife Beater? I don't think they like it. I wouldn't like it if I was the company. Yeah, I mean, but that's I mean, it's, like the people started calling the the sick and wrong podcast the child molester podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't be so great. Yeah, that would suck. I guess. Uh, you know, can you really do about it though? Yeah, you just got to embrace it. I mean, I, so I wonder, it. like, maybe uh, they should make make some like anti domestic violence ads or something, and just be like. Notice in this ad they were drinking Jack Daniels, not Stella. Oh, just you wouldn't try and just you wouldn't try and get rid of you know the na- nickname for yourself. You try and shift it to somebody else. Pass the buck. That's yeah. what I would do. Just shift the blame. That would work. Anyway, yeah. Thanks for the history lesson. Um, second one here is uh, is about a sexual act I did not even really know existed. Hmm. It's. Adam calling again from outside of Tokyo. Uh, just getting off work. I called you about the goat rape uh, debacle a couple episodes ago. Thanks for hearing me. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I always uh, 
my memory lasts about i rarely even remember what we talked about last week's show and i don't know if it's because of uh, getting old or i smoke too much weed or if it's just you know it, it doesn't really you know fall like uh, up there with things i remember it doesn't it's not something i think about on a regular basis but i do remember this call so this guy okay. was saying how uh well, he grew up in like i don't know it's africa or something or south america and he tried to fall asleep at night and you would just hear these goats raping the pigs oh you remember yeah like they would jump into the pig enclosure and just rape the pigs and the pigs would scream and it was the screaming of the pigs that made him the twisted individual that he is today okay the call is a, kind of a fun little thrill to hear my voice how you guys ridicule me uh yeah, I was thinking about another story. It's actually, you know, one of these stories didn't actually happen to me. It happened to a friend of mine, but... Yeah, I'm sure it um, happened to your friend. You know, Doug Stanhope had a routine. He was talking about somebody kick-fucking uh, a girl who had cerebral palsy. And, uh, you know, I thought that was fucked up. And I was like, what the fuck is that kick-fuck? That doesn't exist. So then this guy, I know, he was, uh, you know, he's a white guy from Canada. He's out there. Uh, he met some chick with a camera. He had a camera, and they started talking about cameras, whatever. So then he's like, "What's the least to another?" Goes back to her place, and they, they talk quite frankly, like, "I want to make your fantasies happen. Whatever you want to do, you can." Did he pick this girl up from a bar or something? Just going up to her, like, "Do you like cameras?" <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> Who's the guy that was in Hogan's Heroes, but it was all about the cameras, and then he like died in some perverted autoerotic asphyxiation or something? Oh, God, they made a movie about him that was actually pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, I forget that guy's we name. We know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Autofocus, <laughs> Autofocus, was, Autofocus was the name of the movie. I can't think of the guy's name. But yeah, he like... Do you like was, cameras? But he was beaten to death with the tripod of the camera. The uh, guy was a freak. Okay. Um, but yeah, I wonder if this dude just went up and was like, do you like Stone. cameras? Bob Crane was his name. Bob Crane. And next thing you know, they're back at his place being like, I want to fulfill your fantasies because you like cameras. It doesn't work like that. That's why... No. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know if this story is really about his friend. Do, and she says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Well, what I want you to do is I want you to kick me in the box, you know. And uh, he kind of thought about it. Like, I guess the so, vagina. You know? So he said he box. he sort of soccer punted her from using the top of his foot uh, in, in the in the uh, hatchet wound a few times. And she got off, and then she did whatever the fuck he wanted. So I guess, but, you know, I've had weird experiences with sort of S&M stuff with women who wanted me to choke them or bite them or whatever the fuck. And I guess making it the kind of a thought experiment, uh, you know, would you kick fuck a chick if she's really, really hot and she's going to blow you afterwards? Um, but, you know, like, at what point do you start feeling kind of bad about it? And at what point do you think it's kind of kind of fucked up? Like, I had a girl asking to bite her tits really hard. I just couldn't do it. I, I like titties too much to really bite them. So I guess I'm just asking, you know, you sick fuckers, where, where's your line? All right, Adam from Tokyo, signing out. Peace. Where's your line, Wankerly? Oh, I, I don't do anything. <laughs> My line is... Anything, uh, anything out of the ordinary that's not missionary sex will not be condoned. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think know. I draw the line at uh, some crazy fucking sex life where I've been asked to do anything weird. I draw the line at um at vomit and shit. Vomit. 
Yeah, no vomit and no shit. Okay, but has anybody ever asked you to actually vomit on them or shit on you? Or no, you shit but I'm just them? saying, if a girl was like, that's my fantasy is I want to vomit on your face. Like, I have a chunder fetish. You know, that's what's called, chunder. Mm. Depends um, how hot they are. <laughs> I wouldn't be down. Well, okay, Honestly. I also wouldn't be down with the girl shitting on me either. Depends how hot they are. Okay, you and would... how horny I am. <laughs> All right, I guess you're lying. I don't think I would beat a chick. But I'd, then again, <laughs> it depends how hot they are. Well, I've, you know, I've had I a few girlfriends. I would just about it, you know, like giving them a little girly slap. Well, I've had a few girlfriends that wanted to be smacked and choked out. The nipple choked biting, out. nipple biting is, is fairly common. I've never like drawn blood or anything. I won't cut. Okay, as cutting is another thing I won't do either. But, um... I mean, I'm not going to be, <laughs> what, what are those magazines, like the BME zine, body modification, you know, like those guys, like they're slicing their dick in half. Yeah, I'm not going to do that either. We're not going to do that. But even the slicing, like, uh, I remember uh, my current girlfriend, she had a boyfriend that just wanted to be like cut up with razors. <sighs> While they're, it's like really i'm well, not even turned off or grossed out by it that much as more of i'm just like just get over yourself the suspension <laughs> too you know like i'm gonna hang myself up by hooks it's gonna take eight hours like what i have shit to do are you just, so i i know we've we brought this up before it's just like really i i feel this is this three hour sex ordeal yeah. this sex act is unnecessary it's like you can get the job done in 20 minutes and then you can go move on with your life yeah here yeah, I gotta, we're gonna go to this warehouse and then we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna sterilize these metal stainless steel hooks and this guy's gonna hang me up and then we can ha- how about I just put my penis in your vagina and then we're done with it and then we can go see a movie. I mean, how about the, that? The thing is with me, I'm good giving a game. I'm the three G's <laughs> within reason though. Like, and it gets to the point where it's like, really, you want me to kick you in your pussy? I I yeah. I, I can do it. I'm not good giving in game. I mean, the, I, I am for the most part, but I mean, there are certain limits. Like, uh, and then, yeah, it's like no shit, no uh, vomit, no cutting. I, I'll kick you in the pussy. Fine. I'll do I mean, that. Really? You're going to like, she's going to lay down on the bed and you're going to like wind up like you're fucking kicking a field goal. Do you have your clothes on at this point? Or are you naked? I would, no, I would do it. If the girl wanted me to do that, fine. I'm not going to kick her with all of my force. I'm not going to yeah, do it I, as if I'm like kicking a ball at a, a goaltender in soccer. <laughs> but I think I just have like sexual ADHD. You know, I'm just once, once you're like, really, you want me to get up and kick? I'm, now I don't even have a boner anymore. I'm kicking <laughs> you in the pussy. You are a selfish, uh, a selfish sex partner, Wackerly. Let's just get in. It just seems so. It's gratuitous. It's gratuitous and it's like, you know, like you're, you're horny and you're, and it's like you're in the moment and you're fucking, but then it's like the person has to like, you know, it has to be so contrived and like, now we're going to put on some, you know, outfits and uh, do this and that. Like, it's like, okay, now you've ruined it. Well, my whole thing is like, why did you develop this? Like, what, what, like really? I mean, this is just an odd request. It's just going to kind of ruin the mood. Right. I'm going to have to kick you, you have, in your... Th- that person has issues with sex. It's not like they're like a sexual, like, you know, adventurer. They just have weird problems with yeah, sex. Yeah, it's like a bit and deviant. And then it's like, pussy. okay, sure, now I can do anything I want, but your pussy looks like a blue waffle. 
This is like gonna ru- it's gonna ruin it for me. So yeah. can I put on my cleats? Yeah. <laughs> right, here's an idea. How about I leave and just go to the strip club? Kick yourself in the pussy, <laughs> bitch. All right, here's the last call. Hey guys, this is Sam in the East Bay. Um, I was just listening on a recent podcast. You guys asked me about the kids and the internet porn. Um, I am a 37 year old dad with a 13 year old son. And uh, believe me, the porn and everything is very prevalent. However, uh, we took the uh, the view that if nothing is really off limits, then nothing is taboo, and he'll quickly grow bored uh, of everything rather than hiding it from him and it's have idealistic. him go balls crazy uh, once it's available. So what I did was after I caught him um, searching porn on his computer, um, I taught him how to delete his history, but I did not teach him how to delete his cache. Uh, so I can go in there at any time and see what he's, uh, what he's looking up. And, uh, so far everything's been normal. So, so far, so good. Um, I'll keep you posted if anything gets strange, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so far that, uh, nothing off limits has actually worked because he really doesn't think anything's a big deal anymore. Already at 13, he's kind of bored of it, which is kind of the goal all along. So, Anyway, guys, uh, if you have any questions, let me know. I'll call back. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, don't you think it's a little bit disturbing that the dad's, like, monitoring monitoring his son's masturbatory habits? So, oh, I wonder. Like, I could just see you logging into your computer. Like, I wonder what my son's been jerking off to today. Okay. Blonde. Uh, okay, blonde blonde, uh, big tits. That's, that's totally cool. Um, interracial. That's fine. Um, and it gets down to like tranny porn. Okay, red flag. We have to talk to him about this. Because you're saying, what if what if it's just like solid pictures of Bruce Jenner, just Bruce Jenner? It's like not <laughs> what even. What are you naked. gonna tell him? Dicks are for chicks. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably be like, uh, you know, son, I, I don't like you jacking off to Bruce Jenner. I guess just weird. I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> but do you think it's weird that to be that like? Uh, I don't want to say micromanaging your kid's masturbatory habits, but it is a little weird. Seems a little helicoptery. Yeah. How often would you check? Like, uh, you so I think I think what parents don't get is that maybe some do, but that you can just like sort of just turn your brain off for certain things. Like, I'm not gonna just I'm just not gonna be involved in my kid's masturbation. <laughs> I'm not gonna enable it. I'm not gonna think about it. I'm not going to, you know, uh, discourage it. I'm just going to like not think about that part of his life. It's going to happen, whatever. I'm just going to put up an artificial sort of blind spot there. You're not going to discuss it? You're not going to bring it up or discuss it at all? Maybe you go to the sex ed thing once with them and you're like, well, there's the babies and yeah, you can jack off. It's not dirty. But then just, just leave it alone. You know, like the rat- you know, that's all like, oh, we just let him do whatever he wants and he'll get bored with it. But I'm going to go look and just make sure he's not jacking off to like hentai porn, porn or, or something. something. <laughs> <laughs> hentai. Like hentai is really uh, risque. This is weird Thun, Japanese. Octopuses are not yeah. for footing in your butthole. What if it's just like all scat porn? It's like, uh, okay, now uh, I got an issue here. Put a plastic here. sheet down. I'm not cleaning up after you. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the rabbi had that laissez-faire approach. He was just kind of like hands off, literally. <laughs> no, but the rabbi never That's cared, good. never even brought it up, uh, never discussed it with me. However, my mother did talk about it. And I remember at the time, like, I, I think it was healthy. Like, I, um, I've did talked about... Like- 
<laughs> you should dry a finger in your butthole. She wasn't that descriptive, but uh, I remember she it, give you pointers. when I moved here, I think I talked about this on the show, I, I saw porn for the first time, because there's no porn in South Africa, it's illegal. And so when I moved here, I was like probably 13, I saw porn at this kid's house, and I was just shocked. I was like, holy shit, it's crazy. And I ran back home, and I told my mom, I was like, you know, wasn't, I just saw this horrible thing. Maybe I was 12, but... I told her, and she was like, she sat down, she goes, you know, porn, she goes, most porn movies are awful. They're just horrible. She's like, but there's some really good ones out there, and you'll learn that later in life. She's like, you know, it's, it's totally normal. The kids masturbate to this, and then she, like, explained it to me, and then after that, I was like, okay, I understand what porn is. You know, it's fine. And I was cool with it. Did I say I was 12? I think I was, like, 19. But anyway, <laughs> um, but anyway, I think it could be detrimental to your kid's development, to uh, freak out about porn. Like, I, I kind of like what this dad's doing. He's just like, you know what? Let my kid do it. He's going to get bored of it. He's going to encounter it anyway. I'm not going to try to stop this or shield him from this. I was talking to my girlfriend about this, who's, who's a bit younger than me, and she was saying when she was like 13, her parents you know, went through the history and saw that she had been looking at all this porn and flipped out on her. Like, her mom was crying. It's as if she, like, went out and said, you know, like, I'm, I'm gay or something. Mm-hmm. You know, or I'm, I want to be a transgender kid. It's like, you know, her mom was crying. Her dad was like, you should never go on the internet and look at this. It was screaming. And then she said after that, she had like developed all these inhibitions. Like she was all freaked out about porn. That was this evil, dirty thing. <laughs> you know, I think I would, what I would do is kind of like what this guy's doing. It's like, you know what? Yeah, look at porn. Masturbation is something you got to you know, It's totally normal. You're going to do it. Um, you look at porn and that's what porn is. It's fantasy. No what you don't want your kid big. doing though is like uh, interacting with actual people <laughs> on the internet. That's what you got to keep them from doing. That's why you have to monitor it, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's what I would probably. If I don't think I'd be monitoring like which websites he's going to. Well, you want to make sure he's not on chat rooms though with uh, creepy forty-year-old men. Yeah, I wouldn't want some catch a predator type of thing going on here. That'd be creepy. That's probably mm-hmm. what you need to monitor. It's like, but if they're looking at porn, don't you think that's healthy? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't, th- I don't see, I don't see a, uh, any, I don't see any negative, um, outcome from a kid who's looking at porn at the age of 13. Although I think they should be forced to like masturbate to the, you know, the, um, you know, the Sears catalog for a little while, the <laughs> underwear ads, see Vogue. Y- you know, I used to feel Flammer. that way too. It's like, you know, you got to back in my day, that's what we used to jerk off to. And that's how you're going to have to learn to appreciate internet porn. But you know what, dude? It's a different era. It's a different <laughs> I, era. I, I'll determine which era it is for my children. <laughs> I feel sorry for your spawn, Wackerly. Good. Anyway, people call Sigrun Hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, iTunes, best way to listen to the show. Just go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. Boost visibility for the show. I haven't checked our rankings recently, but uh, last time we were in the uh, top 100. So uh, I'd like to thank you for, uh, for helping us out on iTunes. Also, Sick and Wrong Facebook page is an exciting place. It really is. It's an exciting place. You know, we used to have a forum. I think we still do, but no one goes there. I think it's been replaced by these blogs, these Facebook-type blogs. Social media. Social media. Actually, it's just Facebook. Uh, you go to Facebook, go to the Sick Wrong Facebook page, and uh, yeah, some funny stuff on there. Also, Sick Wrong Store. We are selling t-shirts. We are selling prints. We are selling stickers. 
And uh, probably for two more weeks, I'm going to do this 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 big uh, bargain blowout sale. If you buy a T-shirt right now, I will throw in a print free of charge and stickers. So just go to stickerompodcast.com slash store, buy a Quado T-shirt, and I will throw in a print. I'm probably going to stop doing this because it's a bitch to uh, mail all of them at once. Uh, but we've been getting a lot of orders, so uh, you can do this right now for limited time only while prints last. Finally, here's Sigurong's Song of the Week. Uh, this was sent in by Tom. Tom says, you should use the t-shirt money to get Hasselhoff to record a new Sigurong theme song because your theme songs suck. Hmm. You know that, That's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, but that would be cool, wouldn't it, to have Hasselhoff sing a theme song for us? How much does Hasselhoff charge for something like that? I'm sure it's not cheap. But uh, he sent in a song that Hasselhoff did for this uh, Kickstarter movie. Have you heard of Kung Fury? Kung Fury? Kung. Like Kung Fu, Kung Fury? No, but it sounds boring. It's kind of this 80s style type of uh, action movie, but it's interesting. It looks like it's, it kind of looks like it's animated. I'm not, I'm not quite sure if it's animated or if it's live action, but... 80s icon David Hasselhoff performs the title track, it's, or the lead track. It's called True Survivor. And there's a, uh, a whole movie uh, viral video that's been going around. So we're going to end the show here with David Hasselhoff's True Survivor. Thanks, Thomas, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode 481. Till then, take it easy.
Good luck at the uh, podcast awards. Yeah, if you guys win, I'll finally kill the Joker. Bye.